hello. Well, 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 do you know what? If we were married, which we're never going to be, by the way, but if we were married, we would be beyond now the newlywed phase. We'd be an old married couple because we're a year, we're a year and an episode old. The sex would be getting boring. <laughs> it always was. The personal hygiene would be slipping. <laughs> it already has. <laughs> Um, I just realised I forgot my glasses downstairs. <laughs> this okay, is going to be a good okay. podcast. Stop it. Go and get your glasses. No, no, I again. don't need them. I've got almost 2020. The twinkle toes magoo, they called me. <laughs> <laughs> don't kid yourself. Don't try and look at blurry things and you'll spend ages trying to read them and you'll misread them and end up create some kind of libel or contempt case for us. Didn't we have a lovely birthday? <laughs> yes. I love that montage. <laughs> And I think montage is the right word, isn't it? It was amaze balls. Oh, hello. What? Amaze balls. What are you, 12? <laughs> <laughs> Pretending to be younger than I am. <laughs> Let's just say it as it is. And everybody knows you're another year older because we've just celebrated our first <gasps> birthday. Mm, we're just we're just learning to walk. <laughs> and not to shit in our pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, Ben. <laughs> You're not managed that yet. Um, <laughs> it, you go back, don't you? It's a full circle. Am I regretting? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And the way I put it last week, actually, when everyone was doing tributes and I was cringing because I can't take that kind of thing. <laughs> Everyone's that being kind nice. of thing. You thought that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I bet you until sat someone there. says something sort of on the verge of critical and then <laughs> I start crumbling. <laughs> <laughs> but I said it's just like COVID. It's just annoying you. And then there's another wave with our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's somewhat akin to that. And I shall introduce myself because I am a professional. So is this, is this, are we now officially long podcast? <laughs> the long pod. That, that, that just kind of keeps you, keeps you pushed down and lacking in energy. Yeah, I think Actually, people are downloading just because they feel they have to. Okay, I mean, sorry, t- two things to say on this briefly. First of all, as I always say, and you know well, nothing is more boring than other people's illnesses. So I'm utterly bored about oh. hearing I was just about I'm, to start. I'm completely bored about hearing about other people with COVID. I don't really care. But also, this long COVID, why do I need to care about that? As far as I can see, people with long COVID, it's a bit like ME. Okay, they feel a bit under the weather. What we do? They don't end up in hospital. They don't die. So why do we need to care about it? Well, I spoke to someone who long COVID for him meant that he had no symptoms, some symptoms, though some symptoms went away. So it's just a bit of a peppering of stuff, which I have anyway. My feet hurt and then my neck hurts. And then, do you know what I mean? We're all, as you pass, you sail past 40, then you get, well, uh, in my case, I've only just arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I'm Victoria Mitzi. I'm a podcaster. I'm a journalist. I'm a Plymouth Ho, which is very relevant to today's episode because we've had naughty hoes on the ho, haven't we? Well, apparently we have. I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC News correspondent. And now all I do is podcast. You know, I run a little business from my um, spare bedroom in Cambridgeshire where I live. And that doesn't make everyone go, what is that little business I cry? Because <laughs> <laughs> the way you sort of go, oh, little business. Ben money, ben money launders from his back room. <laughs> I do, which will take us on to another thing we're going to talk about, actually, <laughs> which is where, if I'm not careful, the, the police might spot my tattoos and come and catch me. 
<laughs> what the dogging? If I upload too many Facebook videos. <laughs> oh, the dogging. <laughs> no, you right. <laughs> Moving on. Who have we got? We've got Lorraine Cox verdict. Yeah. We've got naughty people gathering on Plymouth Hoe to quite a large extent, which uh, made me sit up when I saw it as news flash. <laughs> and we've got, well, I'm not going to call him the naked chef, but we've got a mm. chef who's um, who hid his face but still got caught because of his tattoos. And then we um, thought we'd bring you the quiz we never brought you when we promised it before. Mm. Moving on, story one. The man's been convicted of murder after killing and dismembering a woman who went missing on a night out. We've spoken about this case before. 32-year-old Lorraine Cox was killed in Azam Mangori's room above an Exeter kebab shop in September last year. Exeter Crown Court found with suffocation a potential cause of death. Following her death, Mangori, an Iraqi national, dismembered Miss Cox's body over the course of a week while using her SIM card in his mobile phone to pretend to her family and friends that she was alive and well. The 24-year-old, who initially pleaded not guilty to murder, but accepted a separate charge of preventing the victim's lawful burial, disposed of Miss Cox's clothing and possessions in bins and woodlands in an attempt to cover up the killing. Mangori was found guilty at the end of a four-week trial at Exeter Crown Court, following six hours of deliberation by the jury. Miss Cox was last seen walking home from a night out. You may have seen this footage on TV or online indeed with friends at about 1.30am on the 1st of September last year so 2020. Prosecutors said that she'd been drunk at the time and had engaged in a sexual encounter with Mangori in an alleyway before they went back to his flat above the Bodrum Kebab house which I posted online so have a look at my Twitter back if you want to see that. Her whereabouts remained a mystery to her family for a week until Mangoria, a failed asylum seeker, was arrested by detectives. Yeah, I'm just looking at that video and it's really, really chilling how it's he very, kind of, yeah. She crosses the street, he crosses over towards her, and then you see him kind of steering her away. And I think what, I mean, you know, her family said after the trial that they found it had been mentally and emotionally exhausting, which is completely understandable. Uh, they thanked the people who helped um, search for Lorraine Cox when she was missing last year. And they said, we hope and pray no other woman or family has to go through what our beautiful girl suffered or that any other family suffers the brutal, distressing experience we have all been through. But I suppose the tragedy of all of this is that we don't really know why he did it. So he was an asylum seeker. His um, request to stay in the UK had been rejected. Um, he says that he panicked because he thought he would be deported, and that's why he decided to decided to hide her body yeah, after she. That's generally why we decide to and lost do it consciousness murder. and died. But you know, he he clearly targeted her. I mean, look at the look at this video. He targeted her. He goes towards her, and he shepherds her back to his flat above the kebab shop, and. Why that had to end in her death, I think, is a mystery. I don't... Well, he was uh, said to have... Let me find the quote. He had a morbid fascination with amputation, something along those lines. That's true, he did, yes. And he'd been looking it up in the days before this happened, so... Did, um, I, yeah. I was going to say, did he look it up 
before he met her, or did he look it up after? Because her body was decomposing in his flat for a week, and he actually... uh, No, not during that time, and I think that must have swayed the jury. Yeah. And then her body parts were found all over the place. Places which I know, actually, because they're not... uh, I've been near Newton St. Sires, and it just suggests amount of calculation, obviously deceptiveness during the entire trial. He's known as a sort of seasoned liar. So I think this man has certainly... He's a fluent and determined liar, said Prosecutor Simon Laws QC. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, the, the texting the family. That's Yeah, that, I mean, that was very sinister. Yeah, that was really sinister. But, I mean, there, there had been evidence during the trial that the two of them had had sex in an alleyway and then gone to his flat. Because the obvious motive would have been she goes to his flat, he tries to have sex with her, she resists him, and he then panics and kills her and smothers her and she dies. That would be the obvious, but but it's I don't know. It, it, something doesn't seem to quite yeah. add up for me. And I'm, well, I I'm think sorry. he's a very odd character. I'll say. Yeah. Well, I think that's that. Have a look at the photo because to me that spells out the photo of Mangori. You know, he was worried about stuff. You know, he is a failed asylum seeker, but who knows what his background had in it. You know, he's looking up how to dig a grave by hand before he's even met this young woman. So, very sad, and a sad loss for her family. So, sentencing is going to take place on the 7th of April. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, you know, it's, he's been convicted of murder. The sentence for murder, as we all know, is a mandatory life sentence. What will be interesting is to see how long he will be uh, given uh, as a minimum term that he has to serve. And I suppose some will say, quite perversely, that albeit in prison, he will at least get his wish of residing in the UK. Well, that did occur to me, yes. What is <laughs> yes, that? Everybody. I mean, the whole thing is just terribly sad and didn't need to be done that way. Oh, it's desperately sad. And, and yeah, it's just awful. It, yeah. It's a shocking case. And you could, uh, your heart does go out to the Rain Cox's family. Should we lift our spirits with some naughty people? Okay, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> A large crowd was reported to be engaging in antisocial behaviour on Plymouth Hoe, and they're dispersed last night by police. Uh, this is according to Plymouth Live, so there may be well be some sensational language included. <laughs> Devon and Cornwall Police's COVID. Why does COVID have to be written in capitals, or is that just the sensational journalism? <laughs> Maybe they just want to shout it out. Shouting from the roof. Engagement teams. <laughs> they were called to reports of antisocial behaviour in a mass gathering taking place at the beauty spot. So that's the bit with the lighthouse, in case you don't, in case you're thinking, mm, Plymouth, Portsmouth, as people tend to say to me. It's Plymouth, <laughs> the one on the sea with a lighthouse. And they're mostly young people, well in excess of coronavirus restrictions currently in place. Do you know what occurred to me about this last, that when I saw it last night? First of all, I thought, oh, shall I go along? No, I'm a bit tired. Firstly, I thought, well, what's the difference? Because it must have been a large gathering, up to 30. Let's see the numbers. Oh, they 30 don't put is numbers not that in. many. Well in excess of 30. I don't oh, quite know okay. what that means. It means just over 30. It isn't. And honestly, if I look out the window here, there's a kind of main road that, that isn't far away. Do you see all the traffic? No, you don't from where you are. I see <laughs> the work traffic going in like it's pre-COVID. First lockdown, there was no traffic at all. And now yeah. it's just, you know, rush hours exist. How does that happen if we're in lockdown? I don't get I it. You, I can tell you exactly what's happening. First of all, I'm, I'm chuckling at the idea of 
there was a hoe down on Plymouth Hoe, which was a no-go for the main Plymouth Hoe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, I'll she keep was, up with you. The, 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 everyone's favourite Plymouth, everyone's favourite Plymouth Hoe was a no-show at the hoe down on Plymouth Hoe. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. okay, you've made your point. I, 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 I'm, I'm loving it. Um, no, but seriously, we're, we're reaching the point quite clearly where um, we are at the limits of what people are prepared to do to comply with these instructions. Everybody's mm. had a year of it. Everybody feels like I've done my bit now. Nobody I'm getting cares. vaccinated. We're all getting vaccinated, and I'm and I think you know what numbers are falling. People have had their vaccinations. I think what is it? Nearly all of those who are considered vulnerable due to age, morbidity, or other reasons have now been vaccinated at least once. And most people are thinking, well, I'm going to take responsibility for myself, and if I want to go out with Plymouth Hoe, I'm going to go out with Plymouth Interestingly, it's the group that are doing that that haven't had the vaccination. Mm, but they were also always the group who were at least at risk. I mean, the reality is, yes, you hear about outlier cases of young people with the COVID, but broadly speaking, the people most at risk from COVID very, very clearly are the elderly and the grotesquely fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's us then. <laughs> well, well, I'm okay. I've had my first jab being over 50. Yes, and they're not quite elderly yet, are suffering. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that was brilliant. And I regularly am watching coronavirus breach of restrictions. But. Does it really matter? As I'm not in the sure light it does of what now. you said. I'm not sure it does now. I think, I mean, in theory, the more and more people get vaccinated, those vaccinated people can't become ill. So they are not going to overwhelm the NHS. Now, if we know that enough people have been vaccinated, the NHS is, going to be, is not going to be overwhelmed, then I can't really see any reason for continuing lockdown. Some people are still going to get COVID. It's going to be a bit like the flu. It's going to be around forever. And every year, a few thousand people die of the flu. Every year, a few thousand people will die of COVID. But that's, that's, life isn't risk-free. And frankly, none of us gets out of this alive. So, you know, you're going to die of something. The only certain thing, I suppose. What? The only certain thing, taxes and death, isn't it? Yeah, right. absolutely. Taxes, uh, death, and you're not being in a good mood. Oh, or you being snappy if I asked you to do anything. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's certain, a damn you can, certainty. You can bank on that. I'm posing a scenario to you, Ando. Go on then. An old chum turns up on your doorstep. Do you let them in? Hello. Well, it depends on the chum. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as they're old, grotesquely fat or coughing heavily. Oh, well, that rules out all your friends. <laughs> but what, about, what if an old chum turns up on video with a cookery show on uh, YouTube? <laughs> and you know him from your mafia days. <laughs> so this is a story that I absolutely love. Bit of background. There are three main branches of the mafia. There's the Cosa Nostra in Sicily. There's the Camorra in Naples. And there's the Endragada, who are the ones in sort of southern Italy in the area from Calabria, um, which is kind of the toe of Italy. So um, <laughs> the story is a mafia fugitive was caught after posting a cooking show on YouTube. So so Mark Ferren Claude Biard, which is not a very Italian sounding name. I've got to name, say, I do you know what that sounds? It sounds Maltese to me. Oh, he's a Maltese mafia. Would be. Oh, Can you imagine Maltese, Maltese and mafia double oh, whammy mafia there? Mafia Maltesers, yeah. Goodness <laughs> me. Anyway, he's, he's about the same age as me. He's 53 years old. 
he's in pretty good shape according to this photo on the yeah. bbc website he's he's got the calves i have to say of a man yeah. who likes his pasta <laughs> <laughs> or likes to get on his bicycle do you know what it actually could be me from <laughs> it looks like me from behind <laughs> you know you wouldn't wear quite... those denim shorts would you I, well are you kidding have you not seen me in my denim cutoffs Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what those bum hanger ones that the young people right favour. Right, right up the crack. <laughs> it is actually fashion to have your bum cheek hanging out of the bottom of your shorts, which I don't say, even if you've got the most fantastic bottom ever, is not a good look. I thought I it was fashionable it... to have the, your bum cheeks hanging out of the top of your trousers these days, <laughs> with your belt sort of done up somewhere around the top that of your thighs. That bit I don't mind so much, as long as it's not right the way some of the youth in London were. <laughs> they had it just below the bum crease, Oh, so God. you could see the whole bottom. Cracktapulous. But the bum hangers, the ones, so you're like the worst bit of your bottom, that floppy bit at the bottom. And the you people who wear your own them, bottom, I've got a perfect bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, you can don a pair of bum hangers. There's no bum hangers on my bottom, I can tell Don't you Don't just leave it to Mark Fair and Claude Biart. <laughs> 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 but also, I, I like the two Interpol officers with them. I mean, I presume they're not undercover officers because <laughs> they've got these sort of bright yellow football jerseys. <laughs> they've <laughs> got their pointy golf yeah. shop on Oxford Street <laughs> signs. <laughs> Yeah. Golf sale, golf sale. <laughs> yeah. So they've got these bright blue tops on with Interpol in big yellow letters across the back and also down the sleeves. I mean, why, do you, why is it? Why is it <laughs> they've got Interpol caps on. <laughs> Interpol caps. <laughs> Interpol <funny>. bum hangers. <laughs> what I don't understand is why do you need to have Interpol on your sleeve? Are there, are there circumstances where somebody is not going to realise you're from Interpol unless they can see Interpol written on your sleeve as this well as on This is brilliant. The... Have you read where he was arrested? He was arrested Bona in the Dominican... Boca Chica! Boca Chica! He wasn't having a good time in Boca Chica in the Dominican so, Republic, was he? Is, what is, is Boca Chica something like Pretty Mouth or something? Isn't Boca Mouth? mouth? Chica is um, a girl, it. isn't it? A sweet girl's mouth or something. Oh, okay. That's dog. my that's my guess. I'm, Live I'm translation. Go- I'm Google translating Boca Chica. D- oh, in French it's Petit Bouche. Oh, Little Mouth, Little Mouth. Little Mouth. Small yes, Mouth. Oh, I suppose it's like a small inlet, like a coastal thing, isn't it? I tell you what, okay. doesn't it conjure up images of Pina Colada? Tucka, tucka, oh, tucka. <laughs> Where we all want to be now. I wonder what he's cooking. I mean, if he's in Dominican Republic, I guess he would have been cooking... I wonder if he's cooking, oh, what was it, that stuff, feijada? No. Feijoada. Feijoada. Oh, that's oh. feijoada. That's delicious. We haven't had a pot of that since we had to part with about £50 <laughs> for one in Shepherd's Bush, do you remember? And we were like, ah, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. Those are the glory days when I could just click my fingers and feijoada would come. <laughs> <laughs> Be delivered on a plate by a I reckon maiden. he was cooking... <laughs> I reckon he was cooking. Well, th- that's the life of this chap. Well, not not these days. Up yeah. until the moment that Interpol found. Well, if him. he's a great cook, he's going to be really popular in prison. That's true. But do, yeah. you know, you know, obviously, being a prison expert, now I've read History of a Drowning God. Boy. 
the book. Mark Why Pettigrew. just my? I've seriously got a problem. By no, it's not by Mark Pettigrew. It's um by Dennis Nielsen, yeah, isn't by it? Dennis Nielsen, yes. Yeah. Actually, I came across a blog the other day of some chap who's just scored himself a job, and he's blogging about his prison past. So I quickly scrolled through to try and find what he'd done to get there. But he was talking about the barter system. You have to barter your way because you go in there with nothing, and you have to store up your pocket money, kind of thing, and then buy little accoutrements for your cell, including food so you have to build up your ability to be able to cook well i guess a fugitive italian gangster will be all right at doing that don't but, well, you well my my thoughts on uh, italian mafia guys in jail is entirely based on the sequence in goodfellas <laughs> I where, knew it. where he's he's using a razor blade to sort of slice the garlic so thin that it simply dissolves in the in the ragu sauce that's the place where we saw the ragu they all sit. They all sit around in their sort of dressing gowns and sort of flip flops, and it's sort of like the big Parma ham is brought to them and the bottles of wine. Going with that, you've got to hear this. Have you read this bit? Then how do you pronounce Ndangheta? Is because Nagdagda is one of the most uh, world's most powerful organised crime groups. The alleged clan boss, Luigi Mancuso, uh, 66 years old, is known as the uncle. Other members oh. go by nicknames such as The Wolf, Fatty and Blondie. Well, well, so this, it, it, I don't know whether this, this guy's nickname is going to be Boca Chica or, <laughs> or it's going to be The Chef. What would you be Boca Grande. Boca... Oh, big mouth. <laughs> what would you be? You'd be El Papa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be... I'd be Ch- Chica Bebe. <laughs> Bebe Mitz. <laughs> oh. I like Boca Grande. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, that's, that's brilliant. That could be deep throat. Oh. Why did you take it there? Why? Well, because it's, because I'm, you've I'm already been in... doing the visual that, representation that of that. The, now we can that see the, each other. No, that was the famous informant, wasn't it, on the uh, Watergate case? So, anyway, th- so this alleged clan boss that you mentioned, Luigi Mancuso, and a, a, a whole three hundred and fifty-four other alleged uh, gangsters and corrupt officials who are supposedly. Um, involved with the Invagada group, are now going on trial in what is Italy's biggest mafia trial for decades. And during this hearing, um, it took more than three hours to read the names of all the defendants. I suspect also that's known as the wolf, the fatty, <laughs> yeah. the long hair. <laughs> well, but what was the other thing, good fellows? All of the, all the mobsters were either called Peedy or Paulie. Hey, Paulie, meet Paulie. This is Petey. He's Paulie's son. (laughs) (laughs) That's like one of our interviews. This trial is expected to last two years. (laughs) There'll be plenty of us to talk about there, then. (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant. Well found. I love this. I don't know if if you're on the BBC website looking at this story um, as well. The Mm. headline is um, Mafia Fugitive Court After Posting Cooking Show on YouTube. I wish Mm. they'd shown what he was cooking. But there's also a photo of sort of like, the, the investigators finding secret bunkers <laughs> I saw of, a, that of a little fella's head poking out of a hole. And before I read the caption, when I saw that, I thought, oh, that was where, like, the, the mafia used to keep their prisoners or something, you know. And <laughs> a little head poking out of a hole. No. Do you know what it was? It was definitely where this chap used to keep his uh, ingredients for his cooking show. 
a nice larder. Is that of, of extra virgin olive oil? <laughs> Brilliant. Well found, Ben. <laughs> Okay, let's let's do our quiz. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the quiz. Are you ready? Do, ready. Have you been reading the news over the past? Hardly week at all. Like, you know, you know me. I barely follow the news these days. Well, that's yeah. good. I hope you lose then. I think I think I will. Okay. On. Weekly quiz: TV bust ups and Satan shoes. Oh yeah, and we don't watch current TV, so that'll floor us. Okay, it's the weekly news quiz. How closely have you been paying attention to what's been going on in the world during the past seven days? A £24,000 statue of Greta Thunberg is installed at the University of Winchester has sparked anger amongst students who branded it a vanity project. Why did the university say it wanted it in the first place? A. To mark giving Thunberg an honorary doctorate. B. Because the teenage activist visited the university last year. C. It has a specialist sustainability status. Is that the, are they my options? Those are the options. Isn't there option D to generate loads of publicity over a sort of pointless controversy? Funnily enough, no. Um, okay, I'm going to go with, oh, I don't know. I assume they handed her an honorary degree. So do I. I'm going to go with A. Let's go for that. Oh, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it actually has a, can you see it? No, I can't. No, just tell me. I've just lost no, it's a big now. red cross going wrong. <laughs> It says it has a specialist status in you an lost email. Um, it has a specialist sustainability status. Um, in an email to students, it said, "As the university for sustainability and social justice, we're proud to honour this inspirational woman in this way." Next. Okay. Next question. Our entertainment team, says the BBC, has taken a closer look at promising at promising young woman since last week's that's a typo, I think, since last week's quiz. It's Star. Oh, it's it's a show called Promising Young Woman. Have you heard of it? No. Um, it's star Carrie Mulligan has been nominated for Best Actress at the Academy Awards. She's been nominated for an Oscar before, but for which film? Is it A Drive? B Mudbound? C An Education? Non lo so. The only of those films I've heard of is Drive, so I'm going to guess at that. Oh, well done. Wrong! <laughs> well, you, you didn't give an answer. <laughs> I didn't know at all. <laughs> it was an education. Mulligan's performance as 16-year-old schoolgirl Jenny in the 2009 film earned her an Oscar nomination for Best Actress. Okay. Jenny. <laughs> Former SNP leader Alex Salmond, someone we haven't Ooh. talked about, has um, launched a new pro-independence party, the ALBA Party, which will con- contest the Scottish Parliament election. The Scottish National Party called it perhaps the most beep development in Scottish politics for quite some time. But what was that missing word? A, concerning. B, astonishing. C, predictable. Um, I'm going to go with concerning, although it's probably quite predictable. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with concerning then. Wrong! It was predictable. (laughs) Three wrongs so far. We've got a 100% failure rate. (laughs) (laughs) TV personality Sharon Osbourne has left US chat show The Talk after a heated on-air debate with co-host Cheryl Underwood about racism earlier this month. Osbourne Osbourne defended broadcaster Piers Morgan over his criticism of the Duchess of Sussex's interview with Oprah Winfrey. 
We talked about that. Which reality TV show did Osborne and Morgan judge together between 2007 and 2011? God, that's a long-winded way of getting to something I think I might know. A, America's Got Talent. B, Britain's Got Talent. C, X Factor. I'm going to go with America's Got Talent. Me too. Yes! Finally. It was. We don't need to know. Oh, they sat alongside Jerry Springer and David Hasselhoff. I didn't know that. Wouldn't it be great to get Jerry Springer on? I prefer David Hasselhoff. Would you? No, I'm just saying that. Jerry Springer. I think he'd be right character. The weirdest thing with Jerry Springer was they did that Jerry Springer the opera today. <laughs> yeah. Opera about the Jerry Springer show, which is just completely bonkers. Anyway. Germany's. If we can't get Jeremy Springer, we can probably get Jeremy Kyle. Do you <laughs> mean Jerry for... Springer? If we can't get Jerry Springer, Springer. If we can't get Jerry Springer, I suspect we get Jeremy Kyle. I think he's looking for work at the moment. (laughs) Germany is suspending routine use of the Oxford AstraZeneca COVID nineteen vaccine for under sixties because of a risk of of rare blood clots. Though AstraZeneca said regulators had found the benefits outweighed the risks significantly. Germany has the fifth highest number of cases per day in Europe on average. Which countries take spots one? to four of the number of highest cases per day in Europe. Uh, Is it A, France, Italy, Russia, Czech Republic? B, France, Turkey, Poland, Italy? C, France, Italy, Russia, Turkey? Okay, well, I see France and Italy are the two I knew about, and they're both in all the answers anyway, so no clue there. I'm going to go with answer A, because I think it's quite bad in the Czech Republic. (laughs) It's France, Turkey, Poland, Italy. I can send you the graphs. No, no, really Later. don't have to. Okay. Yeah. One of, we're, we're on question six of seven now, so you can... Oh, uh, close to relaxing. <laughs> One of the next month's FA Cup semi-finals at Wembley will be among the pilot events to trial the return of large crowds to UK venues. The stadium has 90,000 seats. What is the maximum capacity being considered for, for next month? For A, 4,000. B, 8,000. C, 20,000. I'm, I was I was thinking twenty thousand in my head before mm. you gave me the options, mm. so I'm going to go with four thousand. No, I'm sticking with twenty thousand. That's a joke. I'm sticking with twenty thousand. <laughs> okay, that sounded almost as indecisive as me. What are you? Wrong. It was four thousand. I wanted to go with eight thousand. What's the Because obviously, we had... might as well just not bother. We've I mean, had it, emails it'll be... saying you don't let me talk enough. It'll be. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I'd get that in. <laughs> Carry on, we're wrong. Next, let's see if we can get one question. Hang on, just before we move on. Oh, this is interesting. Wembley Stadium, Stadium got a capacity of 90,000. Surely if you put somebody in every other seat, then you could at least have 40,000 in there. Why? Only 4,000. It's like we one person ben. every 20 seats. You need, like a, some... hmm, you need a fluorescent jacket and a clipboard. You should be in charge. Could it be like they're going to score a goal? It'll be like he's coming in, he's coming in. Oh, goal! And you'll hear the crowd go. No, one person, like like question time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The single clap of the of the producer in the background. Well, somebody starts (laughs) clapping and then stops quickly when they realise no one's joining in. (laughs) Never stop me. Mm. This is good. You're going to like this last question. We're going out on a good foot. Hold on. <laughs> Nike is suing Brooklyn Art Collective, MSCHF, almost as catchy a name as us, <laughs> over, over its Satan shoes. Satan! 
cotton shoes, which contain a drop of real human blood in the soles. Which Bible verse do the shoes reference on the side? No, you can't see it here, says the BBC. It's cropped. Let me show you the Satan shoes. Oh, lovely. I like those. I hate trainers. I only wear trainers for sport. Okay, don't don't go any... On no. the top, there's, how can the Star of David be? Is the, it, are you sure that's a Star of David? It looks like it's got five points to me, not six. One, two, three, four, five. Oh yeah, but I like I like <laughs> the fact that anyone, any gangster. A, no, yeah. the, the five-pointed star is the pentagram, and that's the symbol of sort of witchcraft and wizardry, isn't it? But I love the fact that any gangster would want to rock down the street <laughs> like with blood shoes and stars on his so like that's the kind of thing that my four-year-old daughter i want stars <laughs> on my shoes <laughs> why do you want to go and put stars on their shoes because you got stars that song, in your eyes why do you want to go and put stars oh is it yeah that's, that's that um, rap song isn't it by mike something or other now, why do you want to go and put stars in their eyes Anyway, um, hmm. we're, oh, the, we're so going to have to get that. Right, if, which if, Bible verse on, you, has if, a Bible if, knowledge? Come on, if, hmm. if the star is upside down, so the point is pointing, the, the upper point is pointing downwards, hmm. and you've got two points pointing upwards, then that's the upside down pentagram, and that's a symbol of the devil. Or well, Satanism. that's what they're saying, isn't it? <laughs> <clears throat> ah, okay. So you, you're actually walking around. I just thought the more worrying thing is that you're walking around with shoes bearing the mark of the devil, the mark of the beast. Isn't that supposed to be what happens when um, it's Judgment Day and all that? Well, I quite like the fact... Let me describe these shoes to you, listener. That um, they're just black, what look like Nike Air Max. So it's quite a classic shape um, that we all see walking down the street, except the fact that they're black and they've got blood in them. Essentially, they could call them the Nike black pudding (laughs) it's like walking on black pudding so let's test your bible knowledge which bible verse do the shoes reference on the side romans 16 20 the god of peace will soon crush satan under your feet john 8 44 you belong to your father the devil god that's a bit of a cuss that's a dad cuss (laughs) <laughs> Luke ten eighteen. So he told them, "I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven." Oh, that's quite difficult. I, 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 mean, I think cra- I've got it. What are you going to go with? Uh, I think it's Romans. The God of Peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. I can see the foot one with it being trainers, but I'm going to go with the last one, the Luke mm. one. Oh, which one do I press then? I'll press my one. Wrong. <laughs> 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 it's you so you oh, told yeah. them i saw satan fall like lightning from heaven so that means that i got two and you got one in this quiz so i win no because i got one that i didn't say out loud <laughs> <laughs> if if only i'd let you finish oh it says it on the side Do you want to see the the promotional thing it's quite good i'll post this later <laughs> who's that wesley snipes no, it's someone with coloured contact lenses and dyed red hair and nail varnish. A, a chap with nail varnish. I thought it looked like... A, oh, I'm such an old lady now. A, a young man with nail varnish. <laughs> I thought it looked like um, that guy... What was, what was he? What did he, did he? Was he Blade? Was Wesley Snipes Blade or something? He's like a vampire. Was that sort of that vampire? Is not, he does not look like Wesley Snipes. Let me okay. just tell you. Well, um, I was looking at a screen mm, on a small screen and a smaller screen. And, you uh, were, you were. So I wouldn't assert anything if I were you. Uh, but what I would assert is that everybody's brilliant for um, their lovely help. Oh, sorry for the bit of shin there. 
could have been it worse. It wasn't the shit I'm worried about. It was worse. <laughs> um, it wasn't quite a Sharon Stone marriage. <laughs> no. And actually, if you would have done that properly, it quite wouldn't have been quite so glamorous. Most women, most women sort of sitting down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got Ben's making Satan spells to the camera now. <laughs> right. Um, yes, and we wanted to thank everybody for their helpful and very swift action on our birthday. Yay. It was really kind of you all and um, it proved it, it actually brought a little bit of a emotion lump to the throat and a tear to the eye. So thank you for all your <laughs> kind words and, and all your input in our birthday special. Yay. Well, thanks very much, everybody. It was fantastic. Thanks as ever to Phil who, and uh, a new Victoria. Oh, God, you've got I, to do the thanking now because you're worried that I'm going to send a mean text after. <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks to Marianne for putting it with her magic. <laughs> and asking you a few times if you could get rabbits out of hats. I think you can. <laughs> All right. Love you lots and bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.